DJ Thomas had a hit song, and he simply says, Hey, won't you play another? Somebody done somebody wrong song And make me feel at home While I miss my baby While I miss my baby I need everybody saying black people too, please. <laughs> hey, won't you play another? Somebody done somebody wrong song and make me feel at home while I miss my baby. Oh, while I miss my baby. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Um, there's a plethora of songs about somebody being done wrong, from Babyface along, Girlfriend did me wrong, Boyfriend did me wrong, Wife did me wrong, Husband did me wrong, Mr. Big, Mr. Big did me wrong. Uh, Friend, it's a plethora of songs about it. But there's not a multiplicity of songs about fellow church members doing a person wrong. We don't really want to talk about that. But what I like about Jesus, he just keeps it real and he addresses it. Jesus grasped that uh, the church is not a utopian body. We're not la-la land. Jesus knew church members sin against each other. So, so before I get started really good, let me ask you, what do you do when a church member sins against you? Not going to be a lot of laughter today. What do you do when a church member sins against you? From studying the text all week, I have a proposal for you. Uh, here it is. When wronged, do right. Uh, let me say it again. When wronged, do right. Wished I had more to tell you. That's it. When wronged, do right. Father, would you speak? Would you speak? Would you help me to get out of your way? I want you to be glorified. I, I clearly know that that means I must decrease. You must increase. So Holy Spirit, then, would you do what I cannot do? In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I will say it again. Uh, when wronged, do right. Uh, how do you do that? Because if we're going to be real, I studied the text all week, it's really not easy. When somebody who knows better does you wrong, when somebody who sat in small group with you does you wrong, when somebody who perhaps prayed with you and you don't have uh, wings of a dove to fly away and be at rest, what do you do? Uh, and how do you do what I just proposed? Well, number one, I'll get right into it. Number one, you have to have a biblical methodology. You must have a biblical methodology. What we're going to see the next few verses, Jesus delineates what he requires. He, he lays it out. He says in verse 15, he says, if another member 
of the church sins against you, go. <laughs> go and leave that church. No, that's what people do. He, he says, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. So what is Jesus saying? And let me tell you real quick. He's saying, initiate. Initiate. You take the initiative. Don't wait for them to call you and apologize. Uh, don't wait for a text. You, you, you do what I tell you and go. You take the initiative. I said this a few weeks ago, but I'm going to say it again. A key to discipleship is knowing when to wait and knowing when to walk. Jesus is saying, this is a time to walk and, and, and not wait. This is a time to go. Go and point it out to them, because guess what? They might be unaware that they even sinned against you. Sometimes people don't even know that they were mean to you or they were rude to you. So you go and take the initiative. Walk, don't wait, uh, because the longer it marinates, the madder you become. Walk, don't wait, don't give the devil a foothold. Initiate. This is a key part of his methodology. You get up and you start the process. I know I'm not going to get a lot of amens today, oh, but I bring my own. <laughs> Amen, Keith. Boy, you preaching already. This is really good. I like P.K. Jakes. He says, if the member listens to you, you have regained that one. And that's a big deal. You're getting them back. If they listen to you, you've regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two, not your crew, not your posse, not your aunties and uncles, and them. just take one or two with you and go throw them hands. Is that what he says? No. No, no, he says, so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. Y'all see what he said? This is the second thing he says, take one or two along with you. Don't miss it. Here's what he's saying again, initiate. You initiate it one time, it didn't work out. Don't quit. Get it, get it. <laughs> initiate again. Initiate again. Sounds familiar? Sounds like what he did for you? Y'all awake? Hello? Yeah. He says, if the member refuses to listen to them, then you go public with this thing. Tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile, as a heathen, as a pagan, and as a tax collector. In other words, Jesus is saying this person is acting like somebody outside of the people of God. So now you can treat them like one. Because you got to know who you're dealing with. Everybody that say they saved, everybody that say they love Jesus, don't. It's good to know that. But I don't know if y'all see his methodology. He wants us to take it from private to public. <laughs> take, start out with this thing. Look at your name and say, on the low. Do it on the low. Do it on the low. Start out, start out private, then take it public. Check this out. Only if necessary. <laughs> Don't start with Facebook. Oh, I knew I'd get a witness. I see that hand. Don't, don't, don't start with Facebook. Start on the low. Uh-uh-uh. Don't tweet before you meet. Start on the law. Don't, 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 don't Instagram before you write the telegram. Start on the law. Why, why, why is that? Because, because stripping a person of his or her dignity by exposing their sin, that's not the goal. Even if they sin against you. <laughs> 
Restoration, that's the goal. Their repentance, that's the goal. And, and, and I'm hoping y'all are doing something that's making you uncomfortable. I'm hoping you're thinking about that person, that Christian that sinned against you. Because I want this, to, this should be hard. Did y'all read the text with Grant? Because it's, 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 I've only read three verses, 15, 16, 17. Here's what I've noticed in three verses. There are five ifs in three verses. <laughs> That's a lot. Five ifs. Oh, when we were growing up, they said if if was a fifth. Sorry. <laughs> so, so in other words, in this methodology, Jesus wants us to factor in the ifs. I wasn't going to say this. I talked to you about it, Eric, but... You mean to tell me an infallible God gives a fallible procedure? <laughs> An infallible God? You mean your plan got ifs? Because I can watch a TV preacher. He ain't got no ifs. He know his stuff. I watch preachers give prophecy. They know more than Daniel know. Daniel wrote the book. <laughs> so Jesus, I've, I've sat in class, and we've talked about your infallibility, but your procedure seems to have some, some it's got a lot of ifs. Well, let me just say, ain't nothing wrong with his procedure. It's the people in the procedure. Oh, you can clap. I like y'all, by the way. You be with me, brother. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's y'all. Church vote. Oh, you keep clapping. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's us, right? We're the ones that stab each other in the back. Ain't nothing wrong with the procedure. We're the ones that won't pray. We're the ones that won't say I'm sorry. Ain't nothing wrong with his plan. Look at your neighbor and say, you the problem. <laughs> Don't say the problem, say the problem. You the problem. Ah. And neighbor, look back at them and say, I ain't taking you home then. Ah. You rolled here with me. I wasn't the problem then. God, I, I talked to the Bible. I, I, I recommend it. Because I was telling God, oh, we, God, surely... You can give a quicker, shorter, ifless plan. The ifs tell us that we must embrace the process. The ifs notify us to be prepared that the person might not say, I'm sorry. <laughs> the ifs tell me that the person might not see the need or desire the need to repent. So, so Jesus' method considers your wanting restoration doesn't mean that they will want repentance. So then write this down. Be prepared not to just engage the process but to exhaust it. I'm doing my best to preach for less, amen. I'm doing, seriously, I'm doing my best to just give y'all the word. Uh, let me say it again. Be prepared not just to engage the process, but to exhaust it. In other words, do all you can. <laughs> you prayed a 30-second prayer. That ain't all you can do. Do all you can do. In other words, give yourself no excuses. Do all you can. In other words, go the extra mile. Here's the question that I always ask myself. Am I quitting or am I finishing? Am I quitting or am I finishing? Because guess what? They ain't the same thing. We got a lot of people that quit, Travis, and they think they finish. No, you finish when you finish. You quit when you won't. 
I'll be here all week. <laughs> but again, I talk to the Bible. Uh, and I found myself telling the Lord, I don't know, Tuesday or Wednesday. And, and I'm going to ask y'all, maybe y'all feel the way I do. But here's what I, I, I said to him, Lord, it sure is a whole lot of work that's expected from the victim. Lord, you, 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 you seem to want a lot of work from the one that was sinned against. So I just asked him, God, why didn't you have the perpetrator do the work in this passage? And I said to him early, Lord, this doesn't seem fair. Y'all with me? This doesn't seem fair. I don't want to lie to you and say I heard an audible voice of God. I didn't. But, but here's what I wrote down in my notes. Well, Keith Norman, first of all, do you really want to talk about fair with Jesus? Because if he was fair to your behind, Keith, I wouldn't be up here preaching. If he was fair rather than just, I, 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 for one, man, I couldn't stand. If he just gave me what I deserve. <laughs> so, 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 um, I love y'all, but don't come talking to me. Don't schedule a meeting with me. I just don't want to waste your time talking to me about God not being fair to you. Unless you want to bring me all your sin. Which you ain't got books big enough. So I just don't want you to waste your time. I love you, by the way, but my God is fair. My God is just. Second, Realize that just because something is tough doesn't mean it's wrong. His method is tough. To go to your daddy who's a Christian. I'm talking about your earthly daddy. He's a Christian, but he hasn't been much of a daddy to you. Isn't that tough? Well, just because it's tough don't mean it's wrong. Just because something is tough don't mean it's a problem. Uh, what, what if God wants the sinner to repent, but he wants you to be refined? <laughs> what, what if God wants them to change your mind, but he wants you to mature? What if God wants repentance from them, but he wants grace from you? I wrote this down. I'm going to read it just as I wrote it. If you want grace for you, don't have a problem when God wants grace from you. Yes, 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 you seem to be doing all the work, but do it. Trust God. Trust that he's refining you. Trust that he's molding you. Trust that he's make, uh, making you and shaping you. And, and, and stop, stop, stop questioning God. Yes, you've been wronged, but when wronged, do right. Uh, well, how are you going to do that? Number two, I only got two points. Uh, you must have a celestial motivation, a celestial motivation. Uh, other words, heaven, heaven, you shouldn't be living uh, unless you're living to live again. <laughs> I, I loved growing up in the Black Baptist Church because we were always singing about heaven. Like always, some glad morning when this life is over, I, I, I'm going to fly away. Not on Delta, not on United, not on Southwest. <laughs> but I'm going to fly away. And it made you realize I can take whatever hell I'm going through. <laughs> because, I, because soon and very soon, I'm going to see the king. If anybody asks you where I'm going, tell them I'm, I'm going up. <laughs> yeah. 
You got to have a celestial motivation. It's verse 18. Uh, by the way, these verses ain't going to make a lot of sense to you. My job is to teach it. He says, truly I tell you, brother, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. I'm already confused. Where, it'll be bound where? In heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed where? In heaven. Again, truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father where? In heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. <laughs> I start out on Mondays. Sometimes I don't have any points, and I just read, 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 and I'm hoping, Lord, Sunday is coming. <laughs> and, and I'm not joking. That's every week. There have been sometimes Saturday night, I ain't got it. I've been studying, but I ain't got it. And so I go to www.summons.com. No, not for real. I don't do that. I don't do that. I wouldn't cheat y'all like that. But did y'all read verses 18 through 20? Literally, I wrote this in my notes. What in the world is Jesus talking about? I've heard these verses my whole life. You're binding on earth. What, what, what is he talking about? How many of y'all been coming here a while? How many of you coming back after today? <laughs> um, to explain verses 18 through 20, I need, I need to give an anecdote that I've given before. So some of you have heard this before, but the anecdote will help explain the verses, I hope. I have a brother that's a year older than I am. He would tell you he's the black sheep of the family. Uh, he had no problem fighting. He had no problem slanging, and I do mean slanging. <laughs> Being serious back in the day, he did that stuff. Y'all all right? Somebody said, what, do you, what does slanging mean? <laughs> Is that line dancing? I didn't say swinging, I say slanging. My brother Kenny in high school, I think he was 12th grade. I think I was 11th grade. I've told the story before. He was going to fight over a girl. It was Friday night. Uh, he was going to fight in between Bojangles and Hardee's. In my town, after the football game or, or, or basketball game, the black people hung out in between Bojangles and Hardee's. Uh, the white people hung out in Dairy Queen's parking lot. Voluntary segregation. How beautiful. <laughs> So, unfortunately, I couldn't hang with y'all back then. I was at the black folk section. <laughs> I was, my brother was out in the parking lot about to fight over a girl. I, I don't want to be too honest, but I couldn't get it. I never even understood why Popeye. <laughs> Have y'all seen olive oil? Y'all seen it? Okay. That's all I'm going to say. If I'm going to fight, oh, give me a Holly Berry or a Tony Braxton. Or a Lucille. <laughs> When I look over there and she ain't looking right, I fix it. <laughs> My brother was going to fight over this girl. <sighs> and I just didn't, I didn't get it. 
He was out in the parking lot. I was in Bojangles eating my three-piece. I wasn't vegan then. <laughs> Spicy fries. Uh, and, and I remember what I was doing. I was singing Luther Vandross uh, because it's really love. When you walked into the crowded room, send my rocket to them. That's what I was doing. Because, see, I wasn't trying to fight. <laughs> I was trying to pull. <laughs> and I was inside singing, and somebody ran in and told me, your brother Kenny about to fight. I might as well use the real names. He about to fight Frank over Lisa. And I thought about my mama. Y'all have heard me say this. My mama had a rule. If one of us fall, to me it was a stupid rule. <laughs> we all had to fight. So I got in fights sometimes. I'm just eating a breast. You know what I mean? I'm saying? And I got to go fight over olive oil. But I put my chicken down, real talk. I put it down because mama had the rule that if you don't fight when you get home, you'll have to fight me. <laughs> so I walked outside, didn't get to the bridge of Luther, and I, uh, we started walking towards Hardy's, which is where Frank and his cousin were standing. His cousin had on some dingo boots. I remember all of this stuff. And I felt like as we're walking over to Hardy's to fight, I felt like my brother Kenny would beat Frank. My brother Kenny would beat his girlfriend's boyfriend. Y'all missed what I just said. <laughs> He, he would beat his girlfriend's boyfriend. I felt like Kenny would beat him, but I knew I couldn't beat his cousin. <laughs> I knew it. He was a lot bigger than me, a lot bigger, muscles everywhere. My hand's still greasy. But I also knew that I would get more street cred getting beat down by a dude 6'1", 195, than to go home and get beat down by an old black lady. <laughs> so with the outward swag of Eazy of Ice Cube, I walked with my brother. I had the outward swag of Easy e but the inner anxiety of my Shih Tzu during Fourth of July fireworks. <laughs> I was prepared both to fight and to lose. I wasn't saved, but I feel like saying this right now, but God. Because I'm here. <laughs> because as we were walking to Hardy's to fight, I looked behind us. It was like a music video. You know these people. Stevie Hewling was right there. <laughs> Steve sang in the choir at my church, but he could fight. Uh, you need some fighting choir members. And, and as I look behind me, there was Rodney McDuffie, my next door neighbor, right behind me. But most importantly, there was Matthew Davis. Oh, uh, won't he do it? Y'all don't know Matthew. Matthew was 38 and old. <laughs> and he was with me, and I can't say what Matthew said. And I can't even tell y'all what Matthew did. 
Here's all y'all need to know. We had backup. Y'all don't know when to praise God. Because I ain't talking about my brothers and I. I ain't talking about my brothers and I anymore. We, I'm here. <laughs> we had backup. And that's all verses 18 through 20 are saying. That's all that verses are saying. When the victim and the church member goes with them and seek God's glory and, 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 and the sinner's restoration, heaven backs you up. <laughs> when, when, you, when you bind and, and when you loose, in other words, when you tell the sinner what's forbidden and what's permitted, heaven backs you up. When you follow the scriptures and not your feelings, heaven validates you. Heaven is with you. In verses 18 through 20, Jesus is literally saying the church can prohibit and command in a manner that is bagged by God himself. So then excommunicating somebody, kicking somebody out of the church, if you want to call it, whatever you want to call it, you can do it with an assurance because you know you've done everything God's way. And at some point, God even tells you, you can let them go. Looks like another love, TK. This another love, TKO. Now, my little anecdote that I just gave, my, my little illustration, uh, it's got a flaw or two in it. Because my brothers and I were walking. By the way, we were walking this sin. We ain't supposed to be fighting. Y'all, we okay, right? <laughs> Some of y'all don't know that. We should turn the other cheek, especially if she looked like Olive Oil. So we were wrong. We were wrong. That's number one. But, but we had somebody aligned with us. We had Steve, Rob, and Matthew get behind us. They followed us. That's where I'm wrong. Heaven ain't following you. You, you making a decision when you employ this process, you following heaven. Uh, he Heaven ain't aligning with you. You just, heaven ain't moved. You moved. You put your flesh aside. You said, I'm going to do it God's way. Uh, you put your emotions aside. And you said, I'm going to do it heaven's way. Heaven backs you. Uh, uh, it backs you up. Why? Because you prayed up. You didn't just bind. You prayed. You, you didn't just lose. You prayed so you might not get an apology, but heaven got you. So, so you might not get an I'm sorry, but, 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 but heaven has you. You might not get a fairy tale happily ever after ending, but, 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 but you can rest assured that when you're violated, heaven is validated. Here it is, and I'm out your way. Heaven should drive your here. Heaven should drive you. It should drive you. Yep, I got stabbed in the back, but heaven is driving me. Yeah, somebody lied on me, but heaven is driving me. <laughs> somebody talking about me, gossiping about me, but my emotions ain't driving me. Our problem is we let our emotions drive us. We let our feelings drive us. By the way, your feelings are legit, but, but, but you, got to, you got to put them under your feet. Heaven should drive you. You should be living to live again. You should know that whatever hell you're going through now is momentary. I asked earlier, what is he talking about in verses 18 through 20? One of the things he's talking, prayer. He's he telling us to pray. He, he, he's talking about the type of prayer that displays commitment to Christ and commitment to community. Now, commitment to Christ is easy most times. Commitment to community with somebody that stabbed you in the back, it's not so easy. But that's the type of prayer he wants. <laughs> in, in, in verse 20, he says this, for where two or three 
are gathered in my name, I am there among them. Sometimes I wished I wasn't in the suburbs because y'all are dignified. He said, I'm there. Y'all don't know when to shout. <laughs> I didn't say Biden said it. Jesus said, I'm there. I didn't say Nikki Haley or Trump said it. Y'all don't know when to shout. So when you stop letting your emotions get the best of you, somebody stabs you in the back, does you wrong, but you do it Jesus' way, Jesus says, I'm there. <laughs> he says, when you, when, you, when, you, when you gather in my name, when you pray in my name, when you pray in my name, when you pray in my name, hey, let me ask you a question. Certainly, you wouldn't pray in his name and want revenge at the same time, would you? Certainly, you wouldn't pray in his name and hate at the same time, would you? <laughs> Certainly, you wouldn't pray in his name and want the person you're praying for to be ruined, would you? Don't use Jesus' name for that. The devil will help you with that. So I'm about to take my seat. And we're going to take up a pastor's anniversary offering. <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. I'm going to start calling homework now. I give homework every week. I'm going to start saying, what you going to do the other six days? And, and, and here's the homework. Examine your prayer life. First of all, do you have one? Because if somebody stab you in the back, sins against you, and you don't have a prayer life, you go into your flesh. <laughs> do, you, do you have one? Second question, do you want restoration or revenge based on your prayer life? I thought about it. Wouldn't it be bad to be wrong after you've been wrong? <laughs> if I'm going to have somebody stab me in the back and then I'm going to be wrong, man, that's double trouble. When wronged, do right. When wronged, do right. When they lie on you, do right. Somebody met with my wife several months ago, and they lied on me. They lied on me. And, and literally a few weeks ago, I was at home alone on a Saturday reading the word, praying. Nobody home but me. No TV on. Feeling good. And I walked upstairs and I thought about, man, that person lied on me and almost lost all the joy that I had gotten from the word. When wrong, just do right. Don't give yourself options. When you're gossiped about, Keep heaven on your mind. Do right. When you are betrayed, give yourself one option. Do right. When you're forsaken, give yourself one option. Do right. B.J. Thomas had a hit. Somebody done somebody wrong, song. There haven't been a lot of songs in Christendom with that theme, has there? If we were to write such a song, we should go to this passage. And we should write such a song that literally crescendos into community. Because God wants community. 
Whoever stabbed you in the back, here's what I can pretty much guarantee. If you're over five minutes old, you've stabbed somebody in the back too. So our song should crescendo in community, even community with the one that wronged you. So I'm not stupid. You need to think about that thing. So, so what I want you to do, if you if you're cool with it, just kind of bow your heads. You don't have to. And reflect. Who, who is the person or persons that you need to be praying because you need to initiate? You're in pain, some of you. They hurt you. But what I'm hoping happens now is you would put... Jesus' perspective over your pain. And here's the perspective that I want us to have. It's in this song. Hmm. Your mindset should be, I need you. and stand agree with me we're all a part of God's body it is his will that every need be supplied you are important to me I need you to prayer 
is you to pray. <laughs> uh, by the way, if you're new here, we really would prefer you not be a spectator. Uh, if you come to church and just uh, are a spectator, you missing it. I don't know a lot of y'all, but we bring some stuff up in this room. Man, there's people in this room, you've been stabbed in the back in a royal fashion. Man, don't leave those doors until you're free. Do y'all hear me? I joke a lot, but why come here and leave here bound? When he just gave us the methodology, he just gave it to us. You got to initiate. You got to keep initiating. You got to pray. You got to pray. Y'all hear me? You got to pray. And when you pray, don't treat God like he's a genie. He's God. He wants you to change. So if you're here and you know that somebody has wronged you, some church person, right during this moment, just pray. Just pray. And then maybe you're here and somebody has sinned against you. We want you to drop your anger. Just talk to them. Then there are other people that are here. You're the offender. And I'm not overriding Jesus, but you can still initiate. <laughs> you can still go. If there are some dads in the room, you've hurt your kids, you can go to your kids, say, I'm sorry. I do it all the time. If there are some spouses here, you've hurt your spouse, the person you made the vow to, you can actually go to them and say, hey, I'm wrong. I don't want to live wrong. I want us to be free. I made a vow to you. I'm going to honor my vow. You can do that. And then there's a maybe somebody in the room, you're the offender, and you've been sinning against God. You've been living your way been living your way you've been God you've been your own God <laughs> you've been sitting on the very throne of your life and that's not gonna work and so the Bible is clear all you have to do is confess your sins he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and my part that I like he will cleanse you <laughs> boy I like that from all unrighteousness So you're here today and you don't know him as Savior. And you want to know him as Savior today. You want him to be the handler of your sin. He's already died on the cross, but you want to appropriate what he did. He's already been beaten. He's already been bruised. He's already been wounded. He's already had the crown of thorns placed on him, the nails in his hand, the nails in his feet, his sides pierced. He's already bled for you already put in a tomb for you on the third day he, he's already risen and he is coming back do you know him as savior would you rather go on being the offender on the opposite side of God or I don't want to make you feel manipulated but maybe today as you say I'm done if that's you, would you come and let me pray with you, please? Please, would you come? Don't worry about who's sitting by you. Would you come and let me pray with you, please? Would you come and let me pray with you, please? Please. Please. Father. Thank you. I understand I'm the lead servant here. I should kind of be praying a corporate prayer, but I gotta make it personal. I think of one time I was in my 20s, I stabbed, I stabbed somebody in the back. 
you've long forgiven me you've long brought reconciliation so I know that your process works because the person that I stabbed in the back they initiated and we're friends today and it blows my mind hallelujah that you let me preach so whoever is in this room today we're not delegitimizing their hurt and pain but help them to do what you've said to trust you more than they trust their pain to lean into devotion more than they do emotion please because we want to be a church that is free so would you free somebody today who has unforgiveness in their heart would you help them to initiate? We thank you that when you were done wrong, you did right. You, you said, Lord, Lord, if it's your will, would you take this cup? Then you said, not, not my will, yours be done. And we say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you. Would you help us to follow your pattern? In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Can you do me a second and just give him some vocal praise for the times that you wronged him? Some vocal praise. Talk to him. For the time that you sinned against him and he forgave you, you ought to praise him. Have a great week. I love.